Cool. Right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Championship Amateur Podcast. We'll call this one a Spurs special because the main dilemmas for fantasy champion managers this week is how many Tottenham players they need, how many hits should they be taking to get them, and is a free hit a better option, questions like that. Um, I should say now, this is the first week that I've kind of been so unsure of the best plan of attack for my team. I've got about 20 different strategies that I'm considering. Um, most basic being Henrik Larsson to Sergo Rebroff. I think that's going to be quite common for anyone that got Larsson last week. Um, so because this is a game week where I'm so unsure of what's best to do, um, I thought it'd be quite sensible to get some help. And, and I thought it would make for some interesting debate to get someone who sort of seems a lot clearer in their opinions than I am this week. Uh, it was this particular line on the Discord group that swayed me. Uh, I'll just read it quote for quote. I will stick my neck out and say this week for Redbroth is the best game week we'll have for any player this season. So uh, I'm sure you can appreciate that's quite a bold statement. So um, yeah, joining me for this pod is FPL Heskibo. Um, good to have you on, mate. And I thought it was best to be to begin with that statement. Uh, I like people to make bold statements. So I'm assuming that you've made that decision based purely on the two fixtures this week. Yeah, is it, th- thanks for having me on. It's great to be here chatting it. And I, I'm not shy about a... Um, kind of bold opinion um but yeah when, when it comes to this one I don't think we could have handpicked a better double game week than Charlton at home and Derby away that seems about as good as it gets uh, and looking at some of the some of the numbers some of the sims that I've seen, I I don't run sims myself but what I've seen come out from other people has just reinforced it for me so I'm going to be all in on Tottenham this week is is my plan and I've been for a few weeks looking at this as a real week to attack. Cool. So we start we'll start with Rebroff. So 19 games, five goals to assist. Um <laughs> doesn't really scream someone that you want to be um laying all your cards down for on a double game week. Also a few more things. No goal since game week six when he scored two at home to Millwall. Everyone scores at home to Millwall. So um he got 13 points that week and man of the match. Um, but it is brave. I say I think it will be a common one because of the Henrik Larsson injury. I think a lot of people will be thinking that's quite an easy move. Um, I, I guess the, the, it's quite a well sort of known belief on this game that form is kind of irrelevant. And if the striker is actually good enough, then it doesn't really matter what's going on for ten weeks. Well, you, you seem to quite like the fixtures. Um, it's probably worth pointing out now that there's a few, I've seen a few sims. I've got one sim, especially it was four all the way to Derby. I think someone showed a five all on the Discord. So there is some, some mental games. And I think because Tottenham play so attacking in away games, their games can literally be anything. Um, just to sort of a, a little stat, I managed to collect that Derby as well, which would be considered probably the harder of the two games, I think most people would think, that only Millwall and Charlton have conceded more shots on target in home matches than Derby. So there's obviously a scope for Red Ross, but we've got the league today as well that shows Tottenham a green. So I think we get the predictable lineup. So I can see why there's appeal to get him. My, my one kind of reservation with him at the minute is that second game, because they've got Obviously, the FA Cup came in between. They've got a collection of strikers on the books, Rushbury, um, Armstrong, Wood. And at the moment, they do seem to be playing one up front. Are you concerned in any way that Redbroth doesn't play that second game? Um, As much as I am of any player at home to a low-rep team, so it, it could be a rep game. And if it's a rep game then gamble and lose, he's out. But the 
I, I guess the insurance policy is that Derby game's still a decent game. And so if the worst case scenario is we only get our player away at Derby, who, other than Charlton and Millwall, as you say, are probably the worst defensive team in it, then it's not bad as a worst case scenario, knowing that he's going to start that one. Um, I think I think he'll play unless he gets injured or unless they, they rep, which that's just par for the course, champ man, isn't it? I'm, I'm getting sort of three shots, two on target as an average away to Derby from Red Ruff. So I guess that's, as you say, kind of average. You're probably within your rights to expect one goal from him in that game, I think, away to Derby. Obviously, some scope if he goes on one that he might do a bit better. Um, it's that it's that second game. I think I say it's that quandary between whether to free hit or whether to take minus eight. So I think I'd be quite annoyed if I took a minus eight. And then I got that from Red Ruff, a six-pointer in an away game, maybe. I don't know, the bone, he's not great. He's really off some of his latest scores. So since that 13-pointer against Millwall, he's got 3-2-2-2-2-2. It's not even like he gets any bonus when he's not scoring. And I think that's the difference between the other premiums. So, for example, I could do Rebroff to Thierry on Reed, Rebroff, Henrik Larsson to Thierry on Reed this week. Fair enough, it costs a little bit more. On Reed's got one game. Chelsea are far better than Derby are. But Henri is way more consistent in my sim for playing, scoring and for getting bonus. And it, I don't think it's impossible that Henri in one game could match Rebroff in two. And so we have got that risk that Rebroff only plays the one. Um, it, it's concerning me what to do this week with Tottenham. So I'm very reluctant to waste, it's not really wasted a free hit, but go overload on them in a free hit when you may only get the one game. And Dalton probably not as bad a way as what maybe people think they are. They obviously caused a bit of a stir in the last game when they drew Man United. But there's six teams worse than them for having shots when they're playing away. So they may be not quite the dreadful. Like Millwall were like miles out in front. I think I've seen about 100 shots on target in their away games. But there's, there's quite a big gap to other teams then. But I think the likes of Newcastle worse than Charlton. I think Sunderland are only are pretty much equal to Charlton. So they're not, I don't think they're there to get slaughtered in, in their away games, Charlton. And yeah, the, the I mean, rep stuff bothers me. I mean, the sims that I saw are what sold me on it, really, particularly for that Charlton game. I watched a CM Fantasy sim video. And um, I mean, in that one, Rebrov got 18 goals and three assists in 20 sims. And so that's 21 returns. And I've watched those videos like all season. And I think it's probably only the second or third time I've seen anyone with over 20 returns in a single game and that's just one half of a double game well i showed 34 returns over 20 sims which is mind-blowing numbers uh, for me like i've never seen anything close to when arsenal had their double recently the highest any player got was 20 returns across 20 sims in the double so, so the numbers are just seeming so high and even when you look at team goals, I remember the pod you did last week on Leeds with um, Larson and Viduka. And those first 10, 10 sims you did, you got numbers that were pretty absurd, was it? Yeah, 3.7. Yeah, 3.7 was it. And you think here, the numbers that I'm seeing in sims for Tottenham are 1.9 against Derby and 2.7 against Charlton. And I was so excited when I was hearing that 3.7, this is so good. And now we've got an offer a team... Okay, it's across two games, but who are looking at 4.6 goals in a game week. That, for me, is something that 
I don't want to turn that down. It seems, it seems so good that if a team was posting half of that in one game, 2.3, we'd still look and think, okay, that's quite a tasty week for that team. Let's, let's try and invest. I think the same in FPL sometimes. Like we, we can underestimate how valuable having an extra game is. Like we, we talk about well, the best single game week players might match them. No, they might, but for me, playing the odds, I'd, I'd want the, the, the combination of 180 minutes of football, this many uh, chances, this many on average goals for the player, for the team. I think Tottenham here are, are blowing away anything we've seen. And for, for me, I think, particularly Rebrov and Selakovic, like the, the rest are um, kind of nice to have compromise options. But those two, there's the potential upside as well. Like you, you said it could be a six-pointer if they don't play. Yeah, fair enough. It could be uh, a real damp squid. It could also be two hat-tricks. It could be six goals across two games. Like The upside is there as well as the down. That, that's what I didn't get in my sim. So I've got, I, I think I've got 42 goals from Tottenham across. So I did 10 sims and I was averaging, yeah, 4.2. So 42 goals. I don't think anyone scored more than 12, though. So it, it's the one issue I've always had with Tottenham in this game, that their points are so spread and they've got, with leads, like last week, as much as Bowyer and Kuehl and those sorts of players are very good, they don't really seem to get that many goals. With Tottenham, it's... A lot more. They play the same formation, obviously, apart from obviously the slight alteration with the attacking midfielders. But it's you just can't trust. You can trust Vaduka. You can trust Larson. I think you, I find it really hard to trust any Tottenham player. I, I think it's probably sensible to assume assume is probably a bad word that Redbroth can score one in each game. I don't expect him to get one man in the match, let alone two. Um, then you've got the reservations that he might not play the second game. I agree with you in the sense that you can't plan for that. You just have to take it on the chin if it happens. But my, my feeling is you're going to get two goals and an assist off Rebrov at most and maybe one or two points of bonus. Now, obviously, that still is a 15, 16 point haul or whatever that equates to. And that's amazing if you've captained him. But I, I, I just have reservations with Tottenham in general. I don't like loading on their players, especially because their points are so spread. You obviously mentioned Salakovic, we'll go on to him next. He's the one I think I'm keenest to get, even though he's obviously not playing up front. I think he is now both the games. I think he'll play somewhere second game. Um, be interesting if they change the manager between the two matches, what happens with him. But he, I think he outscored Rebroff in my Sims. Um, he was a top scorer in Tottenham player in my Sims. He, I think, left-sided... It's left-sided forwards in my in my data that do better against Derby and Charlton. Now he's not technically a left-sided forward, but he runs into the space that a left-sided forward would have. So I'm going to count him as one for the purposes of this. So I think he is, and he's obviously cheaper. So I think he would be my go-to one. I think would you prefer him or Rebroff out of two if you was going to get one? If I was only going to get one, I'd probably go Salakovic. I think they're really close. So if I've got both, which I think I will have, it's Rebrov who I'll be captaining. But because the striker slots are so valuable, I think Salakovic plus three other power strikers is probably better than Rebrov plus two other strikers. So it's, yeah. it's a close call between them. I... My, my big problem is I've got the easy move from Larson to Rebrov 
I would have to realistically downgrade Varon to be able to do Solakovic, and that is sort of a head scratcher in itself for me. I don't really want to do that, but yeah, that, that's the quandary. Who do you take? My, my personal dilemma, not too much about this, but I've got Hart in my team who probably doesn't play now. I've got Larson in my team who definitely doesn't play. And ideally, I want Salakovic. So if I'm going to get that, it's a minus eight minimum to do all those three things. Um, and there's, there's numerous sort of ways that I can use those three transfers to get various players in. Um, but I, I, I think I'm in agreement with Salakovic. He's, he's got, I think he's more narrowed. And, and in my personal seems he scored more than Rebroff. So I think I'm probably with him as well. But you, you think it's, if, if you're on a free hit, it's a no-brainer to have both. But if, you're, if you've not got either at the moment in your team, it's obviously a bit more of a dilemma for people which one, the, um, which one they go for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think for people in your situation who've got something like a Larson problem to solve, that probably steers me to say, well, might as well go Rebrov because it, it's putting someone in where you need somebody. But let's say someone's not in that scenario and they, they've got equally good routes to both. Um, I think it's just a team by team thing. Like, where, where are you? Where are you currently strong? Who who are your players that you kind of want rid of? The the other thing this week that makes it more difficult is so many teams have really good fixtures, and so often the players that we'd be looking to take out of to bring these Tottenham guys in, we don't want to sell them. Like you mentioned, Veron. Like, do we really want to be selling Man United players? Do we really want to be selling Leeds players? And our Blackburn players, you know, there's a lot of teams who have got great fixtures. So it, it becomes more of a jigsaw puzzle for the team, doesn't it? Like, who who are you willing to sacrifice to free up the slot as well? Well, none of our owners have probably got Vanister. I'm sure there's quite a few with Vanister or Vaduka, and then a cheap one, whether it's one chop, whether it's Dublin, whether it's even a Middlesbrough striker. That's quite hard to get regard, isn't it? If you've, you're not going to want to downgrade the, the other two premiums, even the people with Janssen, as you say, Blackburn have got a dream game this week, home to Millwall, probably the best fixture in the whole in the whole database. So, God, you wouldn't want to sell your, your their best striker yeah, for exactly. Dublin that week. So. Maybe that will lead many to Selakovic and try and find the money for, to upgrade from a seven million somehow. I don't know if, if they've got a heart. It's, I suppose it's an easy downgrade to a four point five to upgrade a seven million to a Selakovic. I'm guessing that would be quite good for heart owners this week if they can do that. Probably a minus four if they've got two threes, they can do it. Let's um, talk through some more sort of Tottenham players. So beyond obviously those two, there are other options. Midfield, I'm sure Wright Phillips is going to be quite a keen one for because he's only five million and he's at least guaranteed to play the first game it looks like anyone that's got Chadwick might be getting infuriated with him by now or it's quite an easy upgrade from a 4.5 if they've got a 0.5 spare yeah I'm not so sure on him I think my, my worry with the second game with them is they can just switch to the bog standard two up front at any moment in which case he'll get dropped if they go to it's, I suppose it's more the three four one two I suppose Selakovic would play behind two strikers if they did that. If a new manager does happen to come in between the two games, there's obviously a chance that'll be a 4-4-2 manager and then he's not going to get in either, I don't think. So you, you run some risks with him. But yeah. it's probably worth a punt if you've got five million. Um, and you haven't got a, if you've already got um, other Tottenham players already, I can see why you, and anyone with a free hit, I think, will probably consider getting him. It's, the, it's an interesting one, actually, on a free hit because the juice of there's so many good players this week. I think most people are one to run with the ball. I hope playing up front, like at home to when you've got Selakovic, 
you may want Veron. You probably want one Cholton mid. I mean, then if you want to play three up front, it's only four midfield slots for you. So he's, he's even actually quite awkward to maybe fit in in, in that setup. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not so taken on him. Uh, as you're right, Phillips. Yeah, I, I've got him, but I agree with you. I, I brought him in last week just because I had two free transfers and nothing to do. Uh, and so I got him ready for it. I wouldn't be taking a hit for him. Like, I've seen some people talking about that. And I, I, I think if you get two lots of appearance points, which, as you say, isn't even guaranteed, and one return, I think you've done well out of him. But it could easily be that he, he gives you two points against Derby and, and that's it. Um, I, what, what a lot of people might be tempted to do if they've got a few of the seven million mids is come down to him off one of them so they can go up to Salakovic off another. That could be quite a, a common double move. But um, something like Perez and Petkov out for Wright Phillips and Salakovic. But I think with him, he, he's he, a low ceiling option. He's, he's not in the same category as Rebrovs and Salakovic. Which is even someone like Davies or Poya, I'd have a lot more confidence that those guys would be getting some kind of a return than I would for Wright Phillips. That Davies is, is very interesting. When he takes all the set pieces, obviously that, as we've seen from Petkoff, especially that could be returns any game week if you've got someone on, on the set pieces. And I think he's probably been a bit overlooked because so many of the other 7 million midfielders have been doing so well. Zepeda, Petkoff, mainly. Um, there hasn't really ever been space for Davis, but I think he is one of those players that on the right set of fixtures the dangerous one to overlook. I've, if you can't get to Salakovic very easily, but you need to kind of make a midfield transfer, I think he's one. He's one to risk. That I guess the problem is he's not one you really want to captain. So if he, if he's going to be your only Tottenham player, I think you, you're then sort of lining yourself up to captain a single game week player, which might still pay off. I'm not saying that's a bad choice, but I think. Salakovic and Rebroff are probably the only two I'd be prepared to captain, which I think is why a lot of people will be wanting one of those. But I think you'd say set pieces do enhance his I'm not so keen on Poirier. Um, he does seem to chip in with goals now and then, but I think that's... You're just hoping... I'd rather have Wright Phillips, I think, than Poirier if I was given the choice to think of those two. Um, and then on to the rest of them, we call them. I have just... just Decided that Tottenham defence is an absolute no-go because they let so many goals in, need so many shots. But is Eager an option if you think they're going to score four or five goals this game? We could he get something that would justify bringing him in? I think if he wasn't orange flag, then he'd be a maybe. Like I think he's a guy with good assist potential. Um, wingers against Derby tend to do all right usually. Um, but it's that orange flag. I think he could easily play that first game and then get injured after 30 minutes and then he's missing for the rest of the double. And I just can't trust him with that. So I would just write the whole lot of them off. And Tottenham <laughs> are not good defensively at all. I'd be surprised if there's a clean sheet in, in either game. Like Both of their opponents are teams that either play attacking or normal. So neither of them are going to... Um, kind of just give the game up they're going to go at Tottenham and, uh, and if they go I, I think there'll be goals for both teams in both games um, so I wouldn't be fancying a clean sheet um, I mean so, some people might be going Ledley King as an enabler just because he's he's four million and if if that's where you need to go to to get up to Salakovic or Rebrov then some people might do that but 
do you really want to, presuming people have got galley anyway, do you really want to be stuck with two, four million defenders? I'm not sure I'd want to go there. So I've not really looked at the defence much at all um, for Tottenham. I think it's you've got a few considerations with Tottenham. One, if you if you some of them you just suggested is like two, seven millions, one up, one down to get two Tottenham. I, I don't mind that. Or as you say, enable to get King in. But then you've got, how long do you want these players for? Is the next question. If you've got a wild card soon, then you may be able to sort of cope with them for two or three game weeks until your wild card. And it's probably not the world's worst. Their home game with Leeds next week isn't dreadful. So if, you, if you're kind of dead ending to a wild card in the next two or three weeks, maybe you can cope with a Tottenham overload. But if you're going to want them out again next week or the week after, they're taking minus fours and minus eights to get in. Ledley King does seem a bit, a little bit dark. So Zegers is the only one I think I would really consider. He's only injured for one day and they're unlikely to have a replacement on the bench for him, I think, because Fortune's still injured. Um, I think they've got that young Padrina guy, but I don't think he'll come on. So you, you, you're basically guaranteed 90 minutes off Zegers, I think, and then hopefully he won't play the FA Cup game and then you get another 90 off him. And I suppose on a free hit, he could get used six points or something and it would be not too bad. But I, re- I really like Perry on this game. It's a shame he doesn't play for a, for a better team or at least if they've got a new manager in who played a bit more reasonably and wasn't so attacking. I think he could be a, sort of a dark horse for the second half of the season. I think Perry... I mean, I'm intrigued if they get a new manager because I don't actually think they've got a right-back in their squad. Got them. So if they did happen to get a 4-4-2 manager, I don't actually know who they'd play a right-back there, which would be uh, quite interesting. But yeah, I think I'm ruling all Tottenham out. I think if you're... If you're free hitting, then there's maybe you could justify having King if it meant you could have three premium strikers. But then why would you waste one of your Tottenham spots in the double doing that on a first sub or a real squad player? Um, which, so which which three would you be going for if you was if you was free hitting? So that could be Drebroff and then yeah, I've not put a free hit team together that I'm certain of. I think it'd be another midfielder, um, and I'd. I'd want Davies, but I might end up going right Phillips if I needed the money to do other things I wanted to do in the free hit team. But I think the best three options are Rebrov and Slakovic and then Davies as the third. So I've only got two players in my two Tottenham players in my free hit at the minute, um, which is really weird. This is the other problem. I've got a free hit. I've got more Cholton players than my Tottenham players. Uh, it's finally a bit more predictable. But um, and Serini in goal, was he a no-brainer in a free hit? I suppose he probably is, unless you want Swartz for more save points. But I'm sure Serini will probably get save points as well. I could see that. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Take one one or the other of the double game week goalies. I mean, I think the, the problem with Charlton is because they've come through orange on the league. Now, I'm presuming that means Yule, but I mean, do, do we know that the, the goalie will play for them? Do we, do we know that that we'd get two games out of them if we went that way. So, yeah, maybe Serini is the, the safest goalie. I don't think they'll play that Zach Christen or whatever his name is, that young Swedish guy. I don't think it would be him. Uh, still got Dean uh, Kiley around. Is he knocking around? Um, um, he's on the game. I think he's on... He's, he, I don't know if he's still... He's out on loan somewhere or anything. I, I'm assuming that that young striker, Warren, probably plays. Mm-hmm. So, I think one of the one of the strikers will drop up. Um, so it's risky if you own your. I think I would chance Warren on a wild card if it meant I could have Veron and Selakovic in midfield and then a fairly good attack, two other really good strikers, maybe Rebroff and a Vaduka or something. I would probably chance Warren. I think that league means he plays the first game. Um, 
and he could play the second game against Tottenham as well. Um, other than that, there may be a, a defender that doesn't play, um, and maybe some that Dinsa may play again in midfield. Maybe that's a, considered an orange. I don't know. It could, I think Hughes, Hughes is obviously what most people care about. A lot of people have already got him, and because he plays right, left, and centre, I think he's that sort of extra opportunity he's got to play somewhere probably means he plays. Yeah, um, yeah so, we've, we've got to go with him if we've got him, I think. Like, <laughs> a lot of us already have him, and you, you've got to start him and hope for the best, haven't you? Yeah, I think you, you play Hughes. I think the, the free hit is actually quite hard to pick a midfield four this week because as well as I think double Tottenham appeals, Ronald De Boer definitely appeals. Then you've got probably one Cholton you want, but then you've still got other Ron, Man City, you've got Watford at home. I've got Seattle in my current team, and I'm, I'm weighing up what to do with him. Because he may be a way I can get to Sadakovic, but I don't particularly want to take him out either. And then say so then you've got one chop up front. I, th- I think there's, as you've mentioned at the start, there's actually quite a lot of teams with good games this week. And it does seem a bit stupid to, if you're taking pl- these sorts of players out, just to get more Tottenham. And I don't know if that's, I kind of vowed a long time ago, I won't waste my free hit on certain teams, and Tottenham is one of the teams in that group. So, Kind of feels like it's the right thing not to do it, but there is a certain pull of of a Salatovic or someone like that. And so, just sort of a few more questions to finish. So you you've got some Spurs players. Do you think it's possible to get away with no Spurs players this week if you didn't have any right now, and you couldn't get one easily? Say say you did have Venister over Duca and Dublin up front. You're not prepared to take either of those two out for Rebroff. And then you and then you've got in midfield Veron, and you're not really prepared to take him out for Salakovic, and you can't really find the funds from anywhere to upgrade a seven million to Salakovic. Is that a free hit scenario for you, or do you think uh, you've pretty much described my exact team there? To be honest, <laughs> uh, so I do have Viduka, Van Destroy, and Dublin. I do have Veron. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell Veron, which I. Uh, and about quite a bit, but seeing how good Tottenham are looking and deciding that for me, I want to attack it, I'm going to drop down from Varon to Salakovic. I've got Ian Hart. I'm going to sell him to get David Unsworth in. And then I'm going to use the funds to come up from Dion Dublin, who he could punish me this week as well. He's got a great game. But I'm going to go from him to Rebrov. So I've got two free transfers. So that would be from minus four getting me Salakovic and Rebrov. And my take on it, which uh, I, I acknowledge, I'm not seeing a lot of people with the, the same level of enthusiasm for the double that, that I've got, is all of the players that you named there, your Van Nistelrooy's, your Vidukas, your Varons, your even Janssen's, like, they're good players for this week. But all of them, fall quite a way short of what I'm seeing in Tottenham this week. I think the my expectation for Rebrov and Salakovic is um, 50% higher than my expectation for, for those other guys. So I'd be willing to sacrifice any of them in order to get, get me Rebrov and get me Salakovic this week. And you're stuck with them beyond this week. You're happy with that as well. Um, I'm going to get them out after this week. They're, they're not players I want long term at all. Like I'm, I, I love the Derby and Charlton fixtures. I don't love the Tottenham assets as players to hold. So now Sunderland have got Millwall next week. So 
I'm looking at next week, then it'd be a minus four for Rebrov and Salakovic out, Arker and Phillips in, and jump onto a team that I'm much more happy to hold beyond this week. So, now it's, it's a one week in out in my mind. You've booked yourself in then eight points of hits across the next two game weeks. So, you put in quite a lot of pressure on those two to. Um... I guess it comes down to what sort of manager you are again. So if you've got two free hits, which is the position I'm in, do you play the week in front of you now where you've got a fair amount of info, shall we say, the fact that Tottenham are on green, we're not going to get this level of leak every week. So whenever a double comes up, you'll be looking at a free hit, but then you won't get so much info about who's playing. So I think you have to use that to your advantage. Um, I, so I've got a minus eight. My, my quandaries are I've got Hart, Larson, and then then probably Tieto is the one. Tieto to Sadakovic would be the one. Then I've, I've contemplated going Larson down to Christie. I, I actually really like... Where's my phone keep going? I don't know why that keeps happening. Um, I really like... You said before about Tottenham being quite leaky at the back. I think Christie's one um, that could do really well. This week. I think Henri is one that could do really well this week. But then I'm looking at taking minus eight and I'm only getting one Tottenham player in and I've only got one Charlton player. I think, well, you can't really take a minus eight in this week of all weeks so I end up with two double game week players. I think it does kind of feel like if you're taking minus eight or more, you have to be loading up, I think, on, on Tottenham. Yeah. I, uh, I think for you as well, like with the free hit consideration as someone who owns Larson, it, it could be really tasty to be able to get him out for a week, knowing that you've got your guy back next week. Um he should be back for, for the game week 23 fixture, shouldn't he? Yes, I think it's going to be boy, it could be borderline orange. But I, when I got him, I didn't just, and obviously my sim data last week was showed he did really well, but it wasn't a one week punt with him. I did really like Leeds' games for until game week 25. And to, I, I was prepared to go in with both of them, Vaduka and Larson, for that, for that run of games. So you, you're right, I don't. Like literally everyone that owns Larson is probably going to get rid of him this week. And so next week, if I free hit now, I'd have him back and have him as a bit of a differential because yeah. most people would have sold him unless they were free hitting. But I've, I've, I've already got sort of an agenda for a free hitting game week 26. Um, that game week is meant to be considerable blanks, I think. Um, so I cut replays. Yeah, FA Cup four for uncut replays. I think the average from some sim data that I think Panda shared once is about four fixtures impacted, so eight teams could blank. Yeah. Yeah. And also in 26 is the start of a sort of fixture shift, So should we say. So the teams that have had good runs of games now, so your Blackburns, your Aston Villas, those teams have got quite a lot of home games. I've had some lately and I've got them coming up. 26 is the shift when they start then having lots of away games. So if a lot of teams will be going into game week 26, I think, potentially staring down the barrel of numerous players with a blank. And also then with the players they've got, if they're, if they're from the likes of Blackburn, Sunderland, teams like that, they're then going to be looking at an away game as well, which isn't the most attractive. So I've kind of got in my head a free hit is a good thing to use in that week. And then I think there's another, I think it's 34 where there's meant to be quite a few blanks. I think there's a few other sort of issues around in the 30s. We won't know when games will get rearranged for and, and the like. So I kind of want to keep a free hit back for what we, we don't know yet. It might happen in the 30s. So if I blow one now, um, then that damages my plans. And yeah, I'm not, I, I don't particularly want to do that. I don't think. But 
the, I've got no Royal, I've got no Blackburn either. That's the problem this way. I've got no Blackburn with the home game with Millwall, and I've got no Tottenham. So, yeah, it's, it's tricky to be able to, yeah, to deal with so all that, that free hit. Sorry? You don't have Ronald De Boer? No. Oh, wow. I thought everyone had him. Um... Oh, yeah, I've, I've been, he's the one that I keep expecting to sort of go cold. It doesn't happen. My, my midfield at the minute is Veron, Tiato, um, Chadwick, I think Brian Hughes, and I've had Madison there because I did that pod a few weeks ago about just having a fifth midfield you never want to play. So I've kept Madison through that, and then I've got Baduka Larson and one chop, and then a fairly premium defence. So, yeah, no one with the ball either. So this is the problem. I, I, he, I'm really worried about him. I, th- I think I'm more worried about him than the, the Tottenham players this week. If he plays up front against Millwall, that could be a bloodbath. He could easily score two or three. And as you say, he's quite highly owned. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's the sort of player who a lot of people who've wildcarded recently, or even if they haven't, will we'll just stick him in and, and run with him. So for, for this week, I, I mean, what, could you... Is there a way you you can come down to to him to fund going up to to someone else? So you probably have to sell Tiato for him, wouldn't you, if you went there? Yeah, but then I wouldn't be able to get to Lakovic. So I could do Tiato to De Boer and Larson to um, to Redbrook. Yeah, but then I've got Hart, who I think most people seem to be assuming isn't playing again this week because needs a blue. So. I think everyone's just getting fed enough of him by now. So he played one game in five and then got two points. So I think he, I think he kind of, I, I, I literally do think I'm not prepared to take the minus eight. I don't think so. I think my my decision is free hit, or maybe just take a minus four and get Redbroth for Larson and then deal with Hart. But I'd have free choice of anyone, any defender in the game I could get for Hart if I if I wanted to do that. So I don't know. That would be off the top of my head. Hippie, maybe I don't know, but. Um, yes, decisions, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just it's just it's just whether this free this free hit of basically to load up on Tottenham players if there's going to be better sort of options opportunities down the line. So there wasn't the team I expected to use a free hit on was Tottenham, and I'm not a manager that tends to play the week in front of me, much to my detriment sometimes. I think I try and look three four weeks ahead and try and plan ahead, and it doesn't always work out and someone gets injured at the wrong time and hence with Larson couldn't like couldn't have been probably a worse time for him to get injured before playing Sunderland at home. Um about anyone that's quite aggressive and plays a week in front of him, I think the free hit is quite good now. Um I just I should probably just pretty I'll, I'll just share my team quickly on here um to see what anyone thinks. So this is what I came up with. So I had Schwarzer in goal. Um where the rule he's obviously at home to uh, Millwall. I think Millwall's goals were about 0.4 in my sims this week. So I think Blackburn clean sheet is likely. And I think he's the most likely to get bonus. I get Berg will play and he's a million cheaper. So if you needed the money, that's fine. But I think you'd have him. I've got Radaby because I think Leeds are another team that I think Sunderland's goals are about 0.6 this week. I think they're one of the top two or three for a clean sheet Leeds. And I think he's more nailed than Woodgate and probably a bit more likely to get bonus. And then the third defender slot's tricky. I think you could have an Arsenal defender. I don't think Chelsea will score this week. I think if you had Ashley Cole, I think you'd probably get a clean sheet off him. But I don't particularly like Arsenal defenders. I've got Hippia written down. I think I've got Leicester to score 0.9. So the clean sheet is 
certainly not guaranteed, but he's obviously got lots of other avenues to point. So I think I'd go Weatherall, Redderby, Hippier as my back three. Then I've got Veron, which might be risky on a free hit, but I've got no Rude. So I think you need one of them. So I've, I've got Veron, then Selakovic, Ronald De Boer, and Brian Hughes. And then I've got Viduka, Redbroth, and Warren as my three strikers. So the punt on Warren. And then I've, I'd have enough to draw the bent up. Right. But that's only got two Tottenham players here. Um, I think I just like the fact that you could play, you can own Warren for a game week. So like everyone obviously did really well out of owning Cherno Samba for one week prior to starting the year. Maybe this is the week that owning Warren is is a possibility and he'll do quite well. But yeah, it, it sounds a great team to be honest. Like, I reading it out, like, I like the look of it. It's it's, it's the team's gonna smash it this week. Um, but as you say, is the gain from what you've already got is it big enough? I, I'm kind of this is it's an unanswerable question, this, but there's clearly an expectation of the points difference between your original team and a free hit in a given week. And I've kind of set the bar quite high that I think I would expect my free hit team to outscore my regular team by about 40 points to make it really justifiable. And I haven't actually sat down yet to what, because I've been, I'm an R in between a few minus eights and stuff. I don't know what I would do. I need to actually sit on what I would do if I didn't free hit and then try and, from my sins and just knowledge of the game, try and work out what I would expect teams to get. And if it's more than 30 points difference, then probably the free hit is worth it. I think I, I, I kind of, everyone has the expectations, what they expect from a bench boost. If I get like 14 points, that's quite good. Triple captain, if you get, you probably want double figures to make you triple captain worthwhile. I think if you get eight, a captain that gets eight in triple captain, I think that's probably one of the mill. I think you kind of want more than that. But free hits, I think quite a hard one to gauge what, the points difference should be. Um, say for me, I think it's about 40 points. Other people might think that's a bit optimistic and it should be lower than that. But I think that's going to be ultimately decide what I do if I make a decision about my normal team and then draw an expectation on that free hit team. Because I, th- I think I've only got like one or two of those players normally. I think I've only got Paducah. The only one from my free hit team to my current team. I think he is. Oh, and Veron. Paducah and Veron. So, I don't know. Yeah, I may agree with you on the 40-point threshold. Like, I, I think in, in Champ Man particularly, it's more than in FPL because it, it's so predictable, Champ Man, which games different players do well in. And, and seeing people who have used their free hit on just a normal single game week when they've got a lot of ways, a lot of bad fixtures, knowing who to attack, it, it often is 30, 40, 50 points gain on their original team. So uh, I, I think you, you're right to be looking for that kind of threshold. Um, yeah, I, th- I say that just the perks are so good this week, knowing that the detailed leak we've got, the fact that in my case, the two or three best teams, I don't own any of their players. Um, it, it's just the fact that I'm going to have to deal, potentially deal with blanks and stuff and other doubles down the line when I won't um, have the free hit that I'm kind of expecting to deal with them. But Maybe it's a week to be aggressive. Uh, cool. I don't think I've got the second wild card. Oh, yeah. I'm not using that till yeah. the plan is probably 27. So I, I was hoping to use that in 26 to deal with the fixture shift. But um, because we're going to get so many blanks, I made free hit 26 and then wild card 27. And I've, I've already got a wild card team sort of that I expect to be able to, to pick in 27. No. No doubt, two or three players will get injured before then, and then I have to go up in the air as well. But um, yeah, I've, I've kind of got that part. It's, and I, so I thought I thought I was prepared with my free hit team, 
um, for 26 and 34. But yeah, just numerous factors this week have swayed me at the last minute and unusual position for me. Um, so, I haven't yeah. thought about it at all for myself. Yeah, I've still got both three hits left and still got a wild card as well. So, so hearing you talk about when these blanks are going to be, it's in my mind going, I might be using them in similar weeks because um, I think for this week, I've got so many of the ingredients that I'd want of my team, apart from those two Tottenham players, that I'm not going to gain enough out of it. You no, know? you don't need to. Yeah, you sort of, a minus four is more than suitable this week. If I was in your shoes, I don't think I'd get Redbroff and Selekovic. I, I, I don't, if I was not free hitting, I think the fact you need to get them out again. I'm, I'm definitely a manager in general who likes to not take hits. So if I could save myself two hits by not getting one in and take them out again a week after, I'd probably do that. But that doesn't mean to say it's the right. But um, yeah, cool. Hopefully that's helped everyone a little bit, at least with, with Tottenham. Um, Selekovic and Redbroff and one other, if you feel... Uh, if you feel aggressive, shall we say? Uh, cool. Well, thanks, Eskimo. Tom, I don't know many people that know you as Tom, but we'll call you Tom. It's, it's nice for people in the community to know people's first names. So, uh, good to catch up. Um, unless you've got anything else to sort of add, any last minute points or anything? Um, no, thanks for having me on. Um, I don't think I mentioned it earlier, it never came up, but just to uh, put out there full. Uh, disclosure, I'm planning on triple captaining as well this week. So, oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave that to Going <laughs> full in on it. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll either be madness or genius or um, make or break the season. But it's been great chatting, Craig. Thanks sure. for the invitation. And... Well, I'll go back to your first line. You said, um, <laughs> I'll stick my neck out and say this is the best week, best single game week for any player this season. So it's right that you say you're... Uh owning your, your statement by putting a triple cap to that as well. I'm a big fan of that. Um, nice one. Cheers, Tom. Cheers. Yeah,